You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, March 11th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most Javier Reyes. You guys might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI and Fires on Base, or maybe my more entertainment-related work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, and more. Of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, remember that you can check out and follow the Twitter account for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or you can follow my personal account, which is at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Remember to hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions comments or concerns that you might have and I'll do my very best to get them read here on the show or just respond to you in the old DM or on Twitter whatever I love hearing back from you guys today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you be sure to do that. And for today's episode, guys, you're going to be talking with Kat Garcia, a freelance baseball writer, about her piece uh, on baseball on the radio and a little bit of Chicago stuff. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to talk some spring training stuff and specifically yesterday's game. The Padres lost to the Colorado Rockies 5-7. Uh, the big highlights of the game come from Jake Cronenworth. He went 2-2. Two two. He's batting 462 on the spring uh, training session, in the, in the spring training session, I should say. And uh, big, big home runs from the Padres come from people you wouldn't uh, expect. Uh, Patrick Kivlahad hit a home run, and also, also... Joshua Mears hit a home run, and it was absolutely smoked. It had that crack of the bat that it sounded like the thunder, the 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 god of thunder himself had appeared on the field. It was amazing at 117.3 miles per hour exit velocity. And I have to just say one thing real quick. I have to say what say thing real quick. I know it's spring training, but moments like that, like the the ball was smoked. Come on, guys. The announcers, you just. Really lacking in the enthusiasm on that one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I know that it doesn't really matter all that much. It's not like Mears is going to be some focal, you know, fixture in the Padres lineup this season, uh, barring a miracle. But still, I don't know. It just felt like there wasn't enough enthusiasm on their part. Um, and then the other things that mattered in terms of the Padres were uh, Mackenzie Gore. He pitched the ace prospect himself, Mackenzie Gore, uh, Sir Mackenzie Gore, I might even call him. But uh, not necessarily for today's game. It wasn't an awful start. He gave up two runs on four hits, walking one, but striking out four, which was cool to see. Not the best, uh, you know, outing for Mackenzie Gore. And look, he's going to struggle at some points, and I think that it's great that we get to just see him for the first time, uh, like in some spring training action and a little bit larger of sample size. I'd argue if you told me, like before spring training started, I'd say that that was the only thing that I really wanted to watch, as well as paddock a little bit too actually but the biggest thing would probably be is i wanted to see uh hassan kim play for sure and he got to play today he didn't do anything though in his um plate appearances he did draw a walk but really we haven't seen anything from kim so far but we did see a uh, good enough action from Mackenzie gore and it's been exciting i think he's gonna get called up halfway through the season i think it might depend though maybe if 
if Paddock and Musgrove are on a roll and Lament is, is somehow healthy by then and he's like pitching and he's in good health, I don't think that we might call him up. There's a possibility of that. But in another case, it really does feel like he's first man up. Not that that's, you know, breaking any news or anything. He's the top pitching prospect of baseball. Um, and then for in terms of other guys that were pitching for the Padres, Mark Melanson went an inning, giving up one hit, no runs though, and walking out one, which is... Honestly, a very that's about what I expect from Mark Melanson. He might walk a person, he won't strike out anybody, but he won't give up many hits, at least in theory. That's what uh, Mark Melanson will do. Craig Salmon came in there, didn't give up anything either, just one hit, no runs. Dan Altavila came in, and he gave up one run on one hit. Not that we're necessarily expecting too much from him, but I'd like to see him get it going a little bit. And then, unfortunately, the big bad line of the day was Mason Thompson. He goes in for one inning, giving up four hits, uh, four runs, uh, and walking wood. So that was not great. Uh, But in general, like I said, look, it's funny because the Padres on the spring training uh, session so far are only four and six, which isn't great. But like I said, it doesn't matter. As I joked earlier in the week, spring training stats only matter if they're good for your team, right? Uh, I guess the only thing to still keep an eye on, Tucapita Marcano and Jorge Onya and Campuzano, like uh, Jorge Mateo, who I imagine might get a spot on the roster. We'll have to see. I'm curious to see what the final opening roster is, but it's still too early to kind of make any projections about that based off of the limited action we've seen so far. And in terms of just the other team, the Rockies, uh, unlike the White Sox, who we played uh, back on Tuesday, that are honestly the, white, the, the Padres of the American League, just with the... The exception of having their own bona fide megastar, I'd say. I think they have plenty of stars. They got Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, uh, Tim Anderson, guys like that, Giolito, guys like that, right? But they don't have like a Tatis guy that everybody in the league is aware of. You know what I'm saying? So they're missing that piece of their team. But they're they're a great team. The Rockies, it's not even worth talking about them. And honestly, I think the less you talk about them is is the better. Just not just because they're a bad team, but also because it is literally benefiting an ownership and a group of GMs then management that clearly just do not care about making this team better and a GM that should have probably been fired years ago, if we're being honest. I don't know how he still has a job. He's really been terrible. And after that Arenado trade, it's just like, I, I, I hold to this point, unless the Padres are playing him in the regular season, we give no more time to the Colorado Rockies. Is that fair, guys? You like that? All right? We're all in agreement on that. Even if they play them again at spring trade, which I don't believe they're going to play them again at spring trade because it's spring trading schedules. Oh, no, wait. Yep, they play them one more time, uh, Monday, March 29th. So, promise you guys that recap for that game, I will not be talking about that team at all. I don't I don't even care. I don't even care that they score seven runs. I'm not even going to talk about them. Um, look, it's, it's nice to see some spring training action just in terms of getting action. But in general, I have to admit, it's been frustrating to watch the fact that oh, there's been a lot of games so far that I haven't been able to see literally anything of uh, since they're not always televised. So that's really frustrating. But uh, yeah, that's my recap for that game. Not much to gain from it, I don't think. Uh, very curious to see what the what happens over the weekend and in a longer slate of games, what we can learn about the team and those aforementioned issue of who's going to make those last bench spots and see who's going to fill in for the bullpen. Because the bullpen has been hit a little bit hard. Not for the ace guys, not the Pomerans, not the Pagans, not the Melansons, not the guys like that, but Matt Strom and Castillo. Like, all, all those guys, I'm curious to see how they replace them. Uh, now, guys, we are going to get into, but I, I must say before, uh, a couple things before we get into the conversation with Kat Garcia. First of all, I stupidly made the grand error. I didn't have my microphone plugged in, so instead it was capturing from my computer, so my voice does not sound as crystal clear, perfect quality as it usually does. So I'm really sorry about that. Look, I goofed. Your boy goofed. I don't know what to say. I goofed. Uh, but still, uh, and before we get into all of that, guys, I need to talk to you about something really, really important. Vroom. 
Everybody, we have to talk about rockauto.com, of course, because I'm making my little engine sound, obviously. First and foremost, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have literally everything you might need, uh, engine control modules, new carpet. They basically have everything, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. You can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. It's super convenient. And also, it's remarkably easy to navigate their catalog. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockout.com, they're always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much money for the same parts? Doesn't make any sense. You guys are smart. I I, I figured you guys would want to do that. So that's why you should go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and also guys betting on the padres you know betting on them to win the world series betting on our boy jace tingler maybe to win manager of the year well all the betting stuff in general it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling get daily picks blowout specials and wrong team favorite picks and lee sterling's lock of the day follow the locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast from all right, everybody. Today, as promised, as prophesized, a very special guest. She's a freelance writer, having done all the old, the old words and sentences at places like The Athletic, Yahoo Sports, Baseball Prospectus, The Chicago Sun Times, and more. Um, I have her name is Kat Garcia. I have two questions for you, Kat. First of all, how are you doing? And secondly, perhaps more importantly, how did you let me trick you into being on this podcast, considering how clearly overqualified you are to be on it? <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate that someone is interested enough in this story that I really enjoyed writing to ask me questions about it. Yes, and that story is a really good one. And it's not one that wholly is based on the Padres, despite the fact that this is locked on Padres. Um, it is, you wrote it for Fan Sided, and it was <clears throat> titled, and I'm going to link in the description for everybody to read too. Uh, if you want to read it before listening to the podcast, after whatever it's called, uh, Fanside 250, the radio is what makes it great. Um, obviously, you wrote it for Fansided, like I said. And it's basically like this story that, you know, I, I, it connected with me because I was a big radio person growing up. But before we get into my personal side of it, I guess, uh, what was it like, you know, kind of doing that story? What made you want to do it? Um, actually, you know, I was approached by Ian Levy to do a piece for the fan sided 250 project that they were doing. Um, and he suggested this idea to me. And at first I was a little skeptical that I would be able to do it, but I think everyone kind of has that moment when they're pitched a story and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. But then as I started to think about it, I realized how many people that I know in radio and people that have such a specific attachment to this particular topic. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I could probably knock this story out of the park and really Mm -hmm. give um, some of these great people that I've known for a while a chance to kind of talk about this really niche topic. Yeah, and it's it's funny because, well, first of all, just how did you – how does it go about it? Because one of the things about the piece is that it's a lot of quotes and you interview like a whole lot of people, right? Like you just mentioned, like, how do you go about doing that? Because for me, when it comes to interviewing subjects and stuff like that, 
I feel like that initial thing, like you said, it's a little scary and you're kind of like, it's, it's really daunting. How do you go about like that, that writing process? Well, um, it, the, the beginning part of the people that I met through this or knew through this, I should say, were already kind of handed to me. So Howard mm-hmm. Tucker, the blind gentleman that I spoke with, I've known him for a really long time, actually, from when I worked in um, event operations at Wrigley Field we would escort him, you know, to his seats, to the press box, you know, kind of help him out. He's a season ticket holder. He's really well known around the park. So I already knew him. And I just reached out to a couple of his bleacher friends, including Judy Caldo, who kind of linked me back to Howard because I didn't really have a way to keep in touch with him since I um, left Wrigley. And so then through that, she was like, Judy was like, well, I listened to the radio at the game also. And I was like, oh, okay, well then let's interview Mm -hmm. you. And she's just like this great, great bleacher creature that hangs Mm -hmm. out there with this kind of group that's been out there since like the 70s. So so through Howard, I met Judy. And then I've known Eric Nadell for a while now, actually. So I figured that it would be really cool to kind of get perspective from the other side, Mm -hmm. um, from a broadcaster. And... um, I mean, I was lucky enough to get a really, really great experienced one and just a great person all around. Um, and then that last person I found through, <laughs> I was looking online, just kind of Googling like people listening to the radio and talking about it on the internet and just kind of taking the temperature. And I found him on Reddit talking about um, a delay that he had, which is a common problem for people who listen to the radio at the game is the broadcast delay. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him and it turned out that he lived in the Dallas area and was mm-hmm. a Rangers fan. And it just mm-hmm. kind of worked out perfect because Nadell was this figure that had been in his life for so long and a big part of his journey through, you know, listening to radio at the game. So it all kind of just came together like that. That's that's amazing. I mean, that's kind of, I guess, how stories work sometimes. They just kind of come together and you, you meet all these amazing people. And that's what really, I think really I liked about the story is very much felt like a people story. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things that, you know, it came, you, this released a few months ago. Uh, but still, I think that radio is something that I'm personally very attached to. I worked at my school, worked at, I was part of my school's uh, radio station back in college. And, you know, so it's, it's very close to me. And I'm definitely interested in the radio world. And radio itself, I mean... The memories I have of, of baseball on the radio, a lot of it, I, I, I mean, I have so many. Do you have any like particular fondness you know for what's interesting baseball is on the that radio? I was never really a big baseball on the radio person because when okay. I was learning about baseball and kind of, you know, learning to analyze it, I wanted to see it. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, I just didn't really get attached to you know I'm a big music person too so in the car like Mm -hmm. that's my music time usually in the house is my baseball and like talk shows and stuff like that uh talk radio Mm -hmm. um so I never really got into it but when I was delivery driving which was kind of my um secondary job I never got into the waitressing or bartending I was horrible at both so I've always done delivery (laughs) driving as like my side job since I was like 20 and I started listening when I couldn't you know, be home for some of the day games, I would listen on the radio, but it never really took a part of my, um, the way I view games until mm-hmm. recently, until I started listening to 
Nadell and listening to some of these old broadcasts that, you know, Judy had mentioned in the story. And now, now that the White Sox have Len Casper on the radio, mm-hmm. we're sold. I'm done. I don't, ever <laughs> have, I don't ever have to watch another Sox game again. <laughs> There is, it's some, there's something to be said though for the radio. You know what I mean? Like there's something to be said for, for baseball. I mean, particularly yeah. like, like I've listened to like basketball games and football games when I'm like desperate. Like I'm watching like my beloved Chris Paul, you know, they're in the playoffs against the Spurs with the Clippers like years ago. And it's a game seven and I'm listening because I'm just on the way to my friend's house. You know what I'm saying? So that's why yeah. I'm getting on. But I've for baseball. Been there. Yeah, but for baseball and then football, same thing. Like only it's always only the until I get to the TV, I guess is the way to describe it. You know what I mean? But then for right. baseball, baseball, I mean, like I grew up and I talked about this uh, maybe a little bit. I grew up kind of, you know, when it would be my it would be I'd go to my dad's for the weekend. Right. And it would have to be like an hour, it was like a 45 minute drive. I, li- I live in New Jersey, for those who are wondering. Um, and we'd be going down to basically by the shore is where my dad lived. And my mom would always tell me like, hey, you know, you got to keep your dad awake, <laughs> you know, so you got to you got to talk and stuff. So that, that's kind of where my talking came from. But if for some reason I didn't want to talk, maybe I wanted to play video games or my Nintendo DS in the car or something <laughs> like that. Instead, every time and it was especially the case when I was um, in high school or or early high school, I should say, and then middle school, uh, my dad would pick me up right after school on the Friday. And then sometimes there'd be a Yankee game on. So naturally we put on the radio and there was, it's such a vibe that I'll never forget. There's something about, because baseball is like kind of a, it's, it's paced differently than other sports. You like that kind of, you know, you need somebody to talk during in between pitches. You need that whole like, eh, and the three, one, you know, it's just, it works really well, I think on the radio. And I have a lot of fondness over it. And just my dad and I would, we'd just be listening on it on this long trip down to the shore. And it was, it was really quite amazing. Um, and I think that that's what's what gravitate why I gravitate towards the story. Anytime people talk about radio in general, I'm interested, but baseball on the radio, oh, that's just a, a whole different animal, I think. Whoa, just a second, guys, got to take a little bit of a break from our chat with Kat to talk to you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over for a long time now, but the NBA is just getting back into gear. We got a bunch of games coming back tonight. College basketball, we're about to have the, you know, the big March Madness tournament, and the NHL, they're all in full swing, and baseball will be here before you know it. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updates odds and props on almost anything you can imagine anything seriously just check it out they've got everything bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit and remember to use the promo code locked on to do while you do that uh bet online your online sportsbook experts and now guys i need to talk to you about one of my favorite things arguably that has ever been crafted on this planet and that is Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bars around. I've been shouting about them from Mount Olympus itself for, you know, a really long time now. Uh, They're amazing because they have low calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're amazingly tasted, covered in 100% chocolate, and they're super soft and chewy. And now is the time, you know, we mentioned March Madness before. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness Month, everybody. Today's matchup is Caramel Brownie and Cherry Barcia. This is easy 
easily, this is the easiest matchup I've had yet. And you know why? Because my mom's favorite flavor, my mom herself, her favorite flavor is Cherry Barcia. That should be reason enough to pick it over Caramel Brownie, but I'm also going to add in there, yeah, Cherry Barcia is at least at minimum in my top four flavors. It's just, it's a perfect classy type of sweet and chocolatey at the same time. It just works. I don't know what it is with chocolate and raspberry cherry type flavors, but it just always seems to work, at least for me anyway. Uh, but if you guys want to follow along with the rest of the bracket, go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% of your next order of Built Bars. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. That's really awesome. Yeah, I think it's also as I've gotten older, you know, just... Mm-hmm. appreciating the pace of the game and how, like you said, that that's really put on display in a good way on the radio mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of appreciating the history of the game too. You know, if you listen to guys like Euchre and, you know, Pat Hughes, you're going to hear some amazing, you know, stories, some recollections, all kinds of great stuff that I think I just didn't really appreciate or have the longevity in baseball yet mm-hmm. to appreciate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense and um i i like look back on it so nostalgically i look at here's how cat here's how nostalgic i get about it right i even love the like dot com like the way they do commercials on the radio i remember the the now infamous 1877 cars for kids uh thing which was always on the radio like that i remember fondly for some reason <laughs> like thanks now i'm those... gonna have that song stuck in my head all day <laughs> it's one of those things that like at first you hear it and you're like oh that was silly and ridiculous who what in the world oh i'm so sick of it and then by the end of it like year four of my dad and i driving dad which every time it comes on we look at each other and then we have to recite it so that's really fun um but you talked a little bit about the socks you listen to the socks games but are you also interested in the Cubs? I forget. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a so baseball you're both person, Chicago's. Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, I'm obviously, I identify as a White Sox fan. Always gotcha. have, always gotcha. will. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just as a baseball person, obviously, I'm, I don't really take sides or anything like that. I appreciate mm-hmm. all 30 teams equally. Um, <laughs> I love okay. you all equally. Um okay. But uh, yeah, I'm, I definitely, I would say that the number two team that I keep an eye on, I have my four teams in my MLB at bat app and it's always mm-hmm. the Sox are my like main screen. Then mm-hmm. I have Cubs, um, Brewers and Rangers uh, and I've added Padres this year. So, and I'm hey. not just saying that because I'm on the podcast either. <laughs> You know, you know how many people have actually got on the pod and be like, "Yeah, I started watching the Padres," and they're like, oh, no, 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 "I'm not just saying that." Yeah, I'm like, like, "Those are my." I'm gonna have to figure out how to stay up for West Coast games because I am watching oh, as many Padres games as I can. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna have to figure out how I'm gonna be able to stay up every consistently every night for West Coast games too. I'm on the East Coast, so that's gonna be. Oh, oh that's rough. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. But that's what this podcast, I guess, is all about. It's funny though. Just because the past couple of weeks, I've been talking all about fandom on this podcast and everything and how I think there's so many dumb semantics for deciding on it, per se, and be, oh, well, if you like this, like, my my parents are also kind of New York bigamists, I guess, you know what I mean, where they're kind of, they're like, I'm, they like the Yankees, like, that's their team, but they're like, hey, man, as long as it's New York, like, yeah, the Mets, if they win, that's cool, too, like, 
New York is also just, I think, in a desperate spot right now. That's the other thing. I think New York is just really they're suffering. Yeah, they're New Boston York's just kind like of anyone. <laughs> yeah, Boston kind of unfortunately for about a thousand different reasons dominated sports this kind of century so far this oh, decade yeah. and oh, yeah. it's been really sad so and then football for for new york has been awful lately and they're re- relying on the yankees and mets now and basketball I, I guess the knicks are good for some reason but um it's definitely interesting like you know i wonder like la- fun fun question is is it really like is the rather between cubs white Sox? like is that like a is that like a real thing because i've I've talked to multiple people who are like, yeah, it's it's like a friendly kind of thing. And other people are like, nah, man. So, <laughs> like they're like, nah, bro, you don't understand. <laughs> it's it's weird. I think it has changed a lot over, you know, the last decade or so. People don't take it as seriously. But you know, there are there are times, especially if you go to uh Sox Park, it can get a little they're a little bit more um possessive over their territory, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say, though, the first crosstown game that I ever went to was at Wrigley Field. I was maybe 16. Um, and I was in not the upper deck, but I was in like the whatever that second deck is. I should know what it's called because I worked there, but I didn't work in the concourse. Um, <laughs> so I was up there and I saw a couple sections over like this huge brawl breakout between like three rows of people. Like, just throwing beer at each other, punching each other. I mean, it was late in the game, so I'm assuming that, you know, those were probably, like, fifth, sixth, and seventh beers. But it was still crazy, you know? I mean, when I was younger, obviously, I got a little more into it. Because, you know, you're you're a kid. You don't really mean that much harm. It's just fun. But uh, some of these adults get pretty wild. And so I would just try and keep my distance. I have not gone to a Crosstown game since. Um, I always asked to be like somewhere that was not around fans when I worked at Wrigley. I was like, can I work in the tunnel or like downstairs or something? I just don't want to be here for this. So, so I haven't really seen it with my own eyes in a long time. I've avoided it. But yeah, it was it was pretty dastardly back in the day. <laughs> Would you consider you? It sounds like uh, if, if maybe I'm making a subject, you're not as much of a uh, aggressor type of fan. You're definitely not, you're more like, oh, no, I, wa- I don't want to keep out of that because it sounds like. Which, by the way, I think is smart. Uh, for the record, I think that people get really crazy at these games sometimes. Well, and, now don't you know. don't don't get the wrong idea. I'm probably oh, okay, like okay. one of the most aggressive people that I know. It's just okay. that when it comes to baseball, for me, I look at this more as like this is my job. You know, this is oh, not. Of course, right? I, I don't want to look at it as yeah. much in, in a fan way. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a White Sox fan, and when I'm not working and I'm in the stands, mm-hmm. you know, look out. <laughs> Yeah, when, when, yeah, violence over sports, you know, it just, it's not right. Everybody just cheers. You guys, the White Sox sucked and the Cubs sucked in the last decade. And now we're both, you know, kind of having our time. So everybody just chill out. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's sometimes, man, sometimes people go nuts. I just talked about the podcast like last week, just by incident Yankees Astros game when Altuve hit the walk off unbelievable night people are throwing drinks in celebration that they throw it at me and my friend by accident uh, oh. it's just it gets it gets a little nuts it didn't hit us but it like hit the tv that was behind us and then splashed on both oh of us. yeah if you so, feel any so- oh, yeah. sort of splash from a beer incident you were part of it <laughs> you were part of it. it's it's like a battle a mini battle scar but it was kind of like we didn't even know how to feel we were just so shocked because people forget like 
the Chapman to blow yet another game kind of gets forgotten oh, at this point. Yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, with the Cubs, he must have be at least slightly familiar with the the Chapman kind of mm, low yeah. key. Is it low key? I don't even know if it's a low key narrative anymore that he's been kind of the victim in a lot of huge playoff games and big games at this point in his career. Uh, but that's that's a whole other uh, topic entirely. Uh, Kat, before I let you go, do you have anything else cool? Uh, that you might have in the works or that you want to plug or hey if you got a fun prediction or something that you're looking forward to for the baseball season you know let it rip (laughs) um i'm pretty much just chilling out right now um (laughs) i will say i did not just buy this microphone to be on locked on padres with you so bada bing that's a teaser um but yeah just just stay tuned um this this baseball season is going to be a little different you know i mean I should say that my my coverage and my Twitter, I guess, will be a little different because, you know, I mean, it's just been a really a difficult year, a hard year. And mm-hmm. personally, for me, I've uh, decided to be a little more open about the things that I think need to be um, focused on a little bit more, brought attention to. Um, I'm I'm ready to use my platform for more than just counting balls and strikes. So um, I just kind of want to let everyone know that. Um, And like you said, this story that I wrote is kind of like a people story. You know, it didn't really talk much about the um, nitty gritty of the game. And I really enjoyed doing that. And I hope to do more stuff like that. So uh, yeah, just stay tuned, guys. Yeah, heck of a tease. I like that cat. It's been a blast talking to you. Um, Looking forward to seeing whatever... uh you know, project that you're working on in the future. Your writing's really great. And uh, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks. This was really fun. Have me back anytime. We can talk about the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And zip sabi do da boingo, everybody. That is, I don't know why that's my outro every time I have a, a guest, an interview with a guest, but it is whatever. Maybe I'll change that at some point. Uh, that does it with my chat with Kat Garcia uh, about her piece on the radio stuff and also some Chicago and, uh, you know, regular baseball stuff. Um, before we talk about the future of this podcast and some final notes, I want to talk to you about locked on MLB prospects. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, you like real nerding out and stuff, we have the perfect podcast for you. It is locked on MLB prospects hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, and it is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of the future. It is awesome from team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game. Locked on MLB prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe to AA wherever you get your podcasts. It's really good. And speaking of the future of this podcast, um, I'm thinking of having Aram on too soon because I feel like what are, what are some spring takeaways? Is there anything we can take away from this? Is there anything he's seen in Mr. McKenzie Gore specifically? And what does he think about the C.J. Abrams hype? Because the C.J. Abrams hype train, it is just, it's picking up steam, man. Somebody threw a whole bunch of, you know, uh, fuel in that train, and it's been picking up because the, I remember that first game when he was just running around the bases for the triple. Uh, people were freaking out on Padres Twitter, so I really appreciate that. Otherwise, for the future of the show, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing every day. It's a little bit hard because I don't want to just do little spring training recaps all the time. I think for the next podcast, I'm going to be trying to do more like what I did today with Kat. I want to try and just interview people about baseball writing, good pieces that I like that you know, attest to all of baseball, not just uh, 
the Padres, obviously I'm aiming for the Padres, but most of the people I've talked to, they're uh, a little bit busy right now. Um, but just general baseball stuff and pieces that I think are good. I'm going to be reaching out to people as well as a combination of that and recapping any spring training developments. I think that's what I'm going to try to do for the rest of spring training, or at least a lot of it, because, uh, you know, when the regular season gets here, it is going to be Padres, you know, Palooza, unless it's like a day off or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm really excited for the regular season, but for spring training, it's hard to exactly pinpoint what I want to talk about per pod. So I'm going to, that's probably going to be the future of it. Uh, talk to Aram. There's plenty of other people that I'm reaching out to. And hey, maybe Gabrielle Starr will be back on the podcast because we, it's constitutionally required for us to talk. I feel like every month or so, and we haven't done it in a while. So maybe we'll, we'll figure out an excuse to, to reconvene at some point. But with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that maybe better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. And while you're at it, send me some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, the app. I would greatly appreciate that. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.